millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. 
now. NobleGoldInvestments.com Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Hello, everyone. We're going to continue to follow the moves of the Department of Justice and FBI closely as they continue their assault on the First Amendment. So I'm glad that we can bring Steve Baker back on, independent journalist uh, from the Pragmatic Constitutionalist. That's the name of his journalism blog. Um, he was he was targeted by the FBI months after covering January 6th as an independent journalist. Um, he was one of the few who noted what appeared to be undercover special forces, federal agents pretending to be uh, protesters in the crowd. And his coverage back in February of that, that, that really picked that apart after talking to people uh, from the feds, um, that coverage has now been fortified by a Newsweek article that says as much. Um, so Newsweek is finally catching up to Steve, the independent journalist who was just uh, this fall targeted by the Department of Justice. What I have behind me is the email from the Department of Justice to Steve's lawyer. He had to get a lawyer after the DOJ FBI came for his throat, said they're going to arrest him uh, for what? Uh, I don't know. Racketeering, I guess it was, of all things. I am not sure how filming footage uh, at the Capitol is racketeering. But I wanted to show you this authentic email from the Department of the DOJ to prove to you guys that they were indeed after him. They're very upset that he went public with what they were doing, with their targeting of him. So when he found out he was being targeted for his journalism by the feds, he put out a press release about it. Let's shed light on what's going on. DOJ says they don't like it. So I'm going to bring Steve on to talk about the latest in his case and also talk about what, what Newsweek is finally, the his coverage of Newsweek is finally catching up to today, the latest on the feds' involvement in January 6th last year. By the way, uh, tomorrow is the anniversary of January 6th. Time flies. Before we bring Steve on, I want to shout out uh, the sponsor of my coverage, which is Glow with Ivory. Dermatologists recommend serums for both their preventative and reparative benefits the recommended age to begin taking serums starts at 20 and goes all the way up to 70 and above. But choosing the right serum among all the options found on store shelves can be difficult. This is why I highly recommend Glow with Ivory. This ultra-rich serum helps reduce the most visible signs of aging like wrinkles, age spots, and photo aging. This amazing product uses powerhouse ingredients to promote the appearance of firmer, tighter, brighter, smoother, and more youthful-looking skin, you couldn't be more thrilled with the results that I've received. Uh, I've partnered with the creators of this amazing product to give my audience up to 38% off of their own supply to celebrate the new year. Go to my link in description, which is glowwithivory.com, to get yours today. Okay, with that being said, we're going to bring Steve Baker on. Steve, the pragmatic constitutionalist, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Ivory, it's good to be back. You're still not in jail. No, I'm in D.C. right now. Yeah, I actually <laughs> visited the D.C. jail this morning. Really? I did. Uh, I- <laughs> what brought you there? 
Well, I was doing an interview with um, Good Morning Britain, uh, ITV, uh, and mm. they wanted to shoot me right in front of the jail. So that's where we did the, the exteriors for our interview. Well, that's great. Um, I I love that you blasted it out when the FBI came after you um, randomly. What ten months after the fact or more? The FBI. Yeah, it, it, it was uh, nine and a half months after January six before I received my first phone call uh, from the FBI. So you you were telling me on the phone before this that FBI has. And the DOJ has apparently pumped the brakes now that the public's aware of their targeting of you. Yeah, catch us up to speed. Here. Yeah, that that would be speculation uh, because we don't really know why they pumped the brakes, but we know that they have because not only did they uh, not follow through with their intention, or as they had informed my attorney that this was seven weeks ago today that my attorney received that email that said we're going to be charging Mr. Baker in within the week was the quote within the week. And that was seven weeks ago. Um, of course, what we did immediately, and as you, as you have in your backdrop, we, we put out a press release uh, within a couple of days. And then we started doing a series of interviews. Yours was one of the first. Uh, and we started uh, a, a press offensive on this. And then all of a sudden, after several exchanges of emails back and forth between my Raleigh attorney, we brought in now we brought in a criminal defense attorney from uh, D.C., uh, former federal prosecutor himself. And um, once we notified them that we had our team together now, they stopped communicating. In fact, they have failed to even return phone calls and emails from my attorneys. And that's been now uh, for uh, six, five and a half, six weeks since they've even returned a phone call. So we stopped calling them. Strange. It's very strange. Uh, now, there hasn't, to, 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 to be completely fair, we were entering the holiday season. So there is that. Um, we had the COVID outbreak. There is that, you know, the, the, the Omicron, you know, scare that's going on right now. And then in addition to that, there have not been, I don't believe, any new charges uh, J6 related since December 13th. Now, my, you know, my uh, email from them telling me that they were going to charge me within a week precedes that by several weeks. That goes back to November 17th, so a month before that. But there haven't been any new charges filed whatsoever. So I don't know if there's something going on or if they're all scared and staying home because of COVID right now. I, we just don't know. But we are not asking questions anymore of the DOJ. And what was the DOJ? What crime were they going to charge you with? Well, <laughs> the most absurd of the stacked charges that they hit everybody with, you know, uh, in fact, I'm, they, they hit everybody with the trespassing charge and they hit everybody with, uh, you know, interfering with the, the, the business of government that day. And, and then, of course, then obviously the people that were doing violence and committing crimes have been charged with those crimes. But I am the only one uh, so far who has been uh, hit with the charge of interstate racketeering. <laughs> which we can only surmise that that is because um, I've licensed my videos out and sold my story to news agencies all over the world. That's insanity. I mean, you were it going there. With the, you were going there with the intention to cover the news, right? I, mm -hmm. I, I remember from our last interview, you said you, you told your visitor, your viewers, you were going to go cover this. You went and covered it. You brought your camera 
Yeah. And then you licensed it out to news agencies, which is something that Reuters and Getty Images does all the time, and they're not in jail. <laughs> well, no, and, and racketeering, uh, by definition, uh, it requires intent, it reti- uh, requires collusion, it requires a conspiracy to be a racketeering charge. And so the only conspirators that I have right now is an HBO documentary company and Storyful, who, you know, they're a uh, aggregator of newsworthy videos, and then they they license those out on my behalf. I have a contract with Storyful to license my videos out. Wow. Um, yeah. So I really I want I do want to read what what the DOJ said. So after after they come at you out of left field, like it doesn't even make sense to me that you went there with the intent to cover the events of the day. But it just seems that because you're an independent, because you have your own blog, that they think they can come get you. You're covering facts outside of the narrative, perhaps, that they don't like. I don't know, but they come after you out of left field. You think it's bizarre, so you let your viewers know. You think it's quite newsworthy that, that the public should know that a journalist is being attacked by the feds out of left field. And she responds, she actually forwards, so DOJ forwards the press release to your lawyer. And let me read it here. Uh, Matt, I appreciate the communications that we engaged in last week, but I'm not thrilled with this press release that was forwarded to me today. So, uh, there, there it is. Uh, that's a Anita Eve from, um, I want to give her exact title, uh, Assistant U.S. Attorney, Capital Riots Detailee, U.S. Attorney's Office. So I just wanted to show that to the viewers to to prove to you guys that they were the feds were really coming after you. And they're apparently bothered at your transparency about the fact they're coming after you. And my and my attorney responded to that note right there. And said, are you implying that Mr. Baker needs to forego his First Amendment right at a time when he's feeling threatened by the federal government? And she was like, oh, no, 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 we're not suggesting that uh, he give up his First Amendment rights. We're just telling you that anything he says might be used against him should uh, uh, this get in front of a judge. Right. She follows it up with another vague threat of like, well, yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to use his interviews against him, <laughs> which if that didn't work, you went on to, you know, speak very loudly about what was happening and. Yeah, I'm curious as as to whether that's why the feds are not proceeding with your case so far. We, again, we just don't know. We we, yeah. we hope that the, that the uh, press offensive strategy is paying off, but um, it it could be having the exact opposite effect. You know, my my sleepless nights anxiety about all of this makes me imagine the worst sometimes. And uh, you wonder you wonder if they're not out there building a deeper case of some sort uh, based oh, on yeah. whatever, you know, outside of, because it would have to be outside of January 6th, because on January 6th, the only thing I did was walk around with a camera. That was it. And so whatever charges they want to pile on me for that, it can't be outside of that. So, you know, you, you, you just, you just imagine the worst and then you hope for the best. Right. Well, I want to show uh, the Newsweek article from this week. Uh, exclusive secret commandos with shoot to kill authority were at the Capitol. Um, and this is something that you talked about in your coverage of January 6th. One of your big yeah. observations. Well, I, I will tell you that um, when I saw this article, I guess it was Monday morning, uh, uh, Sunday, whatever day it was, it was published. Uh, the, 
I was, you know, I was shocked because for the first time since February 24th, when I published my secondary follow-up analysis of about January uh, 6th, this is the first time a major news outlet has confirmed my own sources discoveries as well and reporting to me. And so I was thrilled. So the first thing I was, I was just, Hey, I was right. You know, I scooped Newsweek by 10 months, little old uh, independent journalist from Raleigh, North Carolina scooped big old Newsweek. And, and so it was, it was a moment of elation for me at first. But then as I started really drilling down into the story, you start asking, all it does, all it does is make more questions come to mind. First of all, why is now at this time, a year later, why are the FBI leaking? Because this essentially this mm. this is through sources. Why why is the FBI leaking to uh, a, a well known leftist um, military analyst, uh, William Arkin? Why are they li- leaking to him information about the pre planning, pre staging, pre deployment of commando units there at the Capitol that day? Uh, yeah. What What do you think? Why would they? Um, I, I have to take a step back and we have to go back to last Thursday when Nancy Pelosi uh, released or sent out a letter to her colleagues announcing the commemorative events that are going to be taking place tomorrow uh, on the anniversary. And I'm here in D.C. to, to cover those. Mm. And so uh, I am most intrigued by what she said in her letter that these commemorative events, and I'm quoting here were are intended to establish and preserve the narrative of January 6th. Now break that down for a moment. Her committee is supposed to be an investigative committee. It's supposed to be a bipartisan investigative committee. Well, we know that that's not true because the first time in, in American history, the speaker of the house did not allow the minority party to choose their own representatives on the committee. You know that. And then she is talking about a commemorative event designed to establish the narrative. She actually admitted that, huh? It's in quotes and it's in every major news story that was, uh, that was published last Thursday when she sent the letter out all the major media coverage. I I clicked and linked and saved and, and screenshotted it all. I have it all. It's incredible. And she actually said the words to establish and preserve the narrative. So uh, the, the narrative that uh, patriots were trying to create uh, an insurrection. That's correct. And so now we have to go back and go because the FBI, through mainstream media sources, has flipped and flopped on this on this story themselves over the last year. So you had a, you had a Washington post story, uh, January 12th of last year, where the, the FBI said that they had notified capital authorities of the potential. And this was the quote in the Washington post headline of war that day. All right. And so as we know, nobody took that seriously. Why were only 200 Capitol Police officers deployed on a day when hundreds of thousands of people were going to be descending on the Capitol for a rally? Why was that building not protected? Right. And then we have 
to, we have to jump forward in time again, I think, uh, to like August, where a Reuters story then said, yeah, well, the FBI actually said now there's no there was no no evidence of pre-planning and coordination between the various groups. So it seems a contradiction from their first leak to the press. And then you jump forward to this Newsweek story where the headline is secret commandos with shoot to kill authority were at the Capitol. And the entire thing is sourced by FBI. Uh, uh, persons associated with the FBI. And you, and you wonder, what are they doing? And I think what they're doing is they're circling back to the original narrative and saying, OK, yes, we we did. Yes, we did know that these guys were coordinating and because they've got to come up with the, they've got to solidify these conspiracy charges against these guys are holding in the D.C. jail without bail, without. Got to nail down this conspiracy narrative. They've got to establish and preserve Pelosi's narrative. Wow. And and. And as you know, I called out Pelosi and McConnell in that same story back in February. I said, who's up the chain on January 6th? That's their right. building to protect. That was yeah, their building the, to protect. There's your, this is your original coverage where you, you talked, I guess you talked to your own sources about, uh, about those uh, troops that were secretly embedded in the crowd that, yes. that Newsweek's talking about. And you asked a very important question about these people's role, uh, Pelosi and McConnell's role in all this? Well, the, 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 the question is, if they know and when they know it. And, and yeah. who was up the chain, who was up the chain giving the command orders to the policing agencies that were on? And why, why was there a, a seeming uh, coordinated... Let them in a little bit further. Let them in a little bit further. Let them in a little bit further. Okay, now let them in the building. And I think that what they what they discovered is that this war um, that the FBI warned them about was a bunch of guys with bear spray and flagpoles and maybe a baseball bat or two and a, a cattle prod that I saw uh, myself. But what they ended up not having was an armed insurrection. They didn't have with their a their you know other types of weaponry and and so once they realized that this was not a fully armed crowd going up against a fully armed law enforcement department they just opened the doors and let them in and now they had their narrative wow the narrative was established that day right uh and that but they didn't arrest any of those protesters that day, they let them go home and then tracked them down later. Yeah, they, they, they did. They did make some arrests on the day. Uh, I even have video of arrests being made. Um, they, they certainly did let all of those people go home. And, and another part of the narrative that, that, you know, that, uh, that this was a insurrection of thousands of people who overwhelmed you know, uh, if you go back and look at an, uh, this is an NPR story going all the way back to January. They literally said that 8,000 people overwhelmed 2,000 Capitol Police officers. Well, that was a load of crap going back to January coming out of NPR. 
and so now you jump forward to just in the last couple of weeks, NPR has even had to update those numbers because now we know that there were only a couple of hundred Capitol police officers there that day. They had to call in emergency reinforcements from the Metro DC, you know, DC Metro police and into that commandos started showing up and popping up out of nowhere. And I even got a lot of that on my videos. I, I actually have the moment where suddenly the ATF um, uh, kind of SWAT team looking guys popped up out of nowhere. Ooh, I'd like to see that. Well, now in your latest article, you're asking, I'd love to see Pelosi, McConnell, Trump, and F- FD- FBI director all strapped to a lie detector. Short <laughs> of that, it's past time for whistleblowers to come forward with specifics about the command order and play leading up on that day of January 6th. Yeah, I, I can't find anyone yet willing to that's involved with the Capitol Police to come forward and actually tell us what their command orders are. For those officers who have been allowed to do um, mainstream media interviews, whether it's with you know CNN or the New York Times, uh, none of them will answer that question. And they have been asked. Uh, the, the New York Times, our New York Times reporter asked uh, Officer Dunn, um, what were your orders that day? And he said, I, I won't, um, I will not disclose what our orders were that day. And nobody's coming forward with that. But we also know that since then, uh, three DC Metro, uh, Metro uh, policemen and one Capitol police officer have committed suicide since that day. Now you can blame that on PTSD or you can, um, imagine that maybe they can't live with what they know. That's the strangest part about this whole thing to me and is the mainstream media loves to run and say this many officers died uh, because of the insurrection. Yet the majority of the officers who died committed suicide. Well, not one single officer died that day. Uh, the one the, the the one gentleman, unfortunately, who had been been in the battle and had had uh, been sprayed with, you know, chemicals and that sort of thing. Uh, uh, he did not uh, die uh, until the next day and he had, had a stroke and and whether that was related to the activities from the day before or not, you know, one certainly could could allow for that to have been been the case. But then the other four police officers all committed suicide in the weeks thereafter. Very strange. And that's a very, very, very high percentage because, as we know now, by mainstream media reporting, there were only 200 Capitol Police officers on duty that day. Now, they were being reinforced as the day went on from the Metro Police and then from other agencies. But to have four commit suicide after that day that were involved, that's, that's, a, that's a whoppingly high percentage. <laughs> Yeah, even, even even in a PSD or PTSD situation. So in regards to the, you know, all of these undercover agents um, armed, ready to sh- shoot to kill that the Newsweek is talking about and that you talked about. I mean, this was Trump's Justice Department at the time. So these were Trump's heavily armed undercover people infiltrating the crowd. And if Trump wanted an insurrection, was it really his Justice Department? Um, was it, it ever? Was it ever his Justice Department? 
a real leader would have that Justice Department. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. On his side. <laughs> well, you, you you know, here's the and we, we could we could tangent on this for a week, but and we don't need to do that. But, but we may have discussed this the last time I was on with you. But, you know, I was never a Trump guy in 2016. I was a hardcore hashtag. Never Trump. I was a hashtag. Never Trump. Never Hillary as well. My 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 politics lend very strongly libertarian. So I don't I don't find a home in either the GOP or the um, the Democratic Party. But uh, I, I have never been a Trump fan. And one of the things that I will give him a little bit of grace on is that he never successfully negotiated his pl- plan to drain the swamp. 
and that there is, in fact, a deep state which is entrenched on both sides of the political aisle. And I don't think he ever captured control of the Department of Justice. I I agree. He certainly never had control of the FBI. Right. It really didn't seem like he did. And there's these giant questions as to why, like maybe it, maybe he needed to fire the entire department and hire new people. And maybe that was just too unrealistic to do. I mean, I've never been in those shoes. No, I I, I can't imagine how, how difficult that is and what kind of pressures there are uh, in that situation. But, um, I, it, it's very, very clear that this was not his Department of Justice, even more so after the election. It was all, it was like the deep staters had won. They had captured um, the 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 big chair back for the Democratic Party and their loyalties were fully engaged. And, 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 and as we know, it was the FBI who were who was constantly bringing the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing against him, you know, for four years and while he was in office. So um, he never had the FBI's on his side. And it was the FBI, according to this article, who all of these commando units, including military, including the U.S. Army, that were answering and uh, subordinating themselves to the directive of the FBI that day. Wow, that's fascinating. And now we have to ask the question, who was Ray Epps? Yes, I was just going to ask and then, that. And that's, when, and that's when we, that's why I said, when I saw this article, I went, yay, I'm validated. You know, I, I, I have been shown that I was ahead of the curve and I, I scooped Newsweek by 10 months. But the reality is all of a sudden I went, gulp, what are they doing? Right, right. Because if they had their own agent provocateurs in the crowd that day themselves, and they were also there to protect the crowd from getting out of hand, were they playing both sides? Wow. I don't know, but it sure looks like it, man. Sure looks like it. It does. That's a lot to wrap your brain around. It's a, it's it's way too much, and it's caused me a lot of sleepless nights. And why? And, why? And I'll, and I'll tell you something funny. When I got when I got the um, uh, when I got the text message last night from uh, ITV, the British news channel, uh, and they gave me the 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 pin drop on the Google map where they wanted me to meet, and it was at the D.C. detention center where these J6 um, uh, defendants are being held. I, 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 I immediately texted back and said, uh, am I to be detained? I oh, thought it was, a, you know, I, I can't help setup. but imagine things like that. I have to go, am I, is this a setup? Am okay. I delivering myself to the D.C. detention facility tomorrow? Right. You're in a scary place right now just by, you know, the fact that the FBI came after you like they did. And I'm asking these hard questions and and I'm I'm not drawing conclusions as a conspiratorialist. These questions are being delivered on a silver platter to us. You you saw Representative Thomas Massey here just a couple of weeks ago had Merrick Garland there in the Senate here. I mean, in the, the uh, Rep- House of Representatives hearing and showed him the, the video, showed Attorney General Merrick Garland's videos of Ray Epps 
showed him the screenshots of Ray Epps being on the FBI's most wanted list, number 15, and then showed him the screenshots where he suddenly and mysteriously disappeared, but yet he's never been arrested. Hmm. And this is a guy clearly, at the very least, involved in the conspiracy of inviting people into the building illegally. Right. On multiple camera shots. Yeah, videos of him trying to um, instigate the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Over and over and over again. And yet he's got, you know, he's got uh, journalists, mostly independent journalists all around his home down there in, in Arizona getting trying to get get him to speak. But he's you know, he's not talking, but he's also not being arrested. Fascinating. Uh, someone's saying Ray Epps suicide watch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is very strange. Yeah, you look at the all the cops who committed suicide afterwards. Um, but why what would the incentive be to play both sides? Just to uh, that's, the that's, narrative that we now have? That's why we need Pelosi in a um uh <laughs> we, we we need a you know a, a hypnotist and a truth sayer and a you know uh, <laughs> And, a, and, and an independent um, investigator to strap her in that chair. I'm not talking about the electric chair. I'm talking about, you know, the um, lie detector. Mm-hmm. But that's but that's that's the woman we have to add. That's that was her building. Right. She was she didn't those those officers. They have sergeants at arms and they have on both sides. The Senate and the House both have their. Capitol Police functionary who answers directly to McConnell and then directly to Pelosi. And they were not making decisions that day without it going into those two offices. Wow. It's just Uh, not possible. Wow. Well, what are you anticipating is going to happen tomorrow? You're out there in D.C. to cover it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be peaceful. Uh, I, I, most of the commemorative events, as they've been um, planned by Pelosi's uh, group, are, are are going to be, you know, I hate to say the, use that term again, but they're going to be nothing burgers. Um, I've already been I've been listening to the preliminary press conferences and um, uh, speeches that have been happening since yesterday. They, they kind of, uh, they mostly began yesterday and, um, and they're all 100% down the line. This was an insurrection. This was a, the, the greatest threat to our democracy in the, in the country's history. And both of those are complete bullshit narratives. They, it's not possible. Yeah. I mean, they ha- they still had the confirmation vote that day. I mean, they cleared the building out. Once the once the once the law enforcement actually drew their weapons, it was over. They cleared the building out. They brought they brought the uh, Congress people back in, and they had the vote. The do- democracy was not threatened that day. It was awful. It was horrific. It was historic. It was violent. There was there were there were a lot of uh, bad people doing bad things. There were good people that got caught up in it and did bad things. And then right. there was a lot of good people doing good things. Um, but there were also professionals in the crowd. <laughs> right. right. And uh, if you look at, if you look at the whole of the crowd, it was mostly peaceful. Absolutely. We're from the front line back. And, and this is, this is where we go back to the, to the narrative of those numbers. It wasn't 
thousands of insurrectionists overwhelming thousands of law enforcement. It was I've I've said this and I've been consistent on this from since the very beginning. I don't think that there was more give or take a, a dozen or so uh, north or south of 200 people actually doing violence. There's only been 140 people actually charged to date with assaulting law enforcement. Uh, the Department of Justice is saying that there might be as many as 225 that they will eventually face those charges. But I've been saying 200 all along, and, and it's going to be it's going to be right in there. And and the rest of that crowd was standing back, gawking or cheering or whatever they were doing. But they were certain not, certainly not participating in the violent uh, with the violent people that were there early, that were there before Trump finished his speech. And yes, they were. This was all happening before Trump ever walked off that stage. And I know that by the metadata on my own camera. I know exactly when I got there. I know exactly when I started filming and I know exactly when Trump finished his speech and um, uh, the violence was already in play. Wow. How much does this remind you of the Reichstag fire of Germany, <laughs> 1933? Uh, I, you know, when, when you, when you come, when you combined all of this with the, the riots last year and uh, you know, or now it's too, what, God, not even last year anymore, is it? The riots yeah, in 2020. 2020. Yeah. Uh, when you combine it with those riots and the and the catch and release program uh, that was initiated, the fact that our uh, existing uh, vice president was involved in raising money to bail out violent perpetrators in those riots, and then you have uh, the the COVID lockdowns the absolute evisceration of the Bill of Rights just because of all things COVID-related. And then you have to look back at this event, and as I said, and you look at what the, the federal agencies were doing and not doing, and it seems to be that they were playing... They were playing a bunch of useful idiots into creating a narrative is what they were doing, and they just slowly reeled them in. And then once they once they had them in that building, they had the narrative that they needed. Now, what they did lose, and I wrote about this in my February story, is I said that they had captured the greatest narrative in the last century, the greatest political narrative that day. And I anticipated that there was going to be a lot more weapons charges that they would that some of these people that were arrested on the grounds that day. There was only one person arrested that day who had a handgun, had a nine millimeter with twenty five rounds of ammunition. So there was only one arrested person that they known to have a, a, a handgun. And they didn't go that close to the Capitol, did they? They didn't use it. Now, there were two other there were two other individuals that were arrested within like 24 to 48 hours and their cars, which were parked a mile or two away, had had weapons in them. Mm -hmm. uh, even they even found some Molotov cocktails and that that type of uh, things in, in the, the backs of their cars or their pickup trucks or whatever it was. But the point being is, is that the one thing that didn't happen and is that this was not an armed insurrection, unless you want to call your flagpoles and bear spray arms, because certainly they are, but, but it was a, it was a, it was not an, a fully armed insurrection against a fully armed police uh, force. And that's why there's no insurrection charges on the books. We talked about that. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't rise to that legal standard. And that's why nobody has been charged with insurrection. And that's an actual federal crime. 
Nobody has been charged with sedition. The most severe charges thus far have been some conspiracy charges, and some guys are going to do some serious time as it relates to the conspiracy charges. But um, what we're going to have to really drill down on, and, and we're not going to get this from the Pelosi investigation, is that who were they conspiring with? Were they conspiring with provocateurs of the federal government? Hmm. And you think the Pelosi's committee is going to ask that question? Wow. No. <laughs> There's your answer. Um, yeah. I, you're really asking some questions a lot of people aren't. And I, I just wonder if that's why you were targeted by the DOJ. And that, that article I brought up uh, gets into some things that I think, you know, that article you wrote in February, who was mm-hmm. up the chain on January 6th, I think it gets into some Yeah, and I, I invite everybody to go read my previous articles, but one thing that they need to understand is that more data and more information and more good reporting and more investigative journalism is being done related to January 6th. My, my viewpoints have changed. I'm, the, the first video that I recorded that night in my hotel room here in D.C., um, I, I mean, I had a video up, you know, in in uh, cyberspace that night and I got some things wrong because I reported what I saw with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Then I had several days to do frame by frame analysis of my own video. And then I was shocked at how wrong I was with my eyes saw because mm-hmm. the, the video doesn't lie. And it picked up so much more information. And then as the weeks move forward and you have much, you know, you have an avalanche of other people's videos that you have access to. I mean, there's tens of thousands of hours worth of video of, of this event. And and as a result of that, you your perspective continues to evolve, continues to change. One of the things that I got most wrong was my analysis of Ashley Babbitt. You know, I, I actually I'm the only person that has video of her being extracted from the building. I have really? close up, yeah. I have close up video of her being wheeled out of the building. I'm following the gurney down as it's coming out, and um, that was when that was the first moment that I realized it was a woman because when I saw her inside the building as they were as they were working on her there, there was so much blood that I couldn't see her bare chest, I couldn't see her face, and I thought it was a guy. And I asked one of the police officers. I said, "Who shot him?" And she and this police officer, Capitol police officer, she said. Um, we did. And I said, why'd you shoot him? She said, he pulled a gun on us. So she thought it was a guy, but their radios were just chatting. They don't know anything. It, you know, in that, in that chaotic scene that happened after that shot was fired and every police officer in the building drew their weapons and their, their radios are going off. We need triage on so it's and such a floor and their shots have been fired. And it just, I mean, everything inside that building changed in that moment. And so um, they didn't know. The cops didn't know, unless they were there and saw it with their own eyes. They didn't but know. She what said on. that Ashley pulled a gun. That's what she said because that's what she was hearing over her radio. Now, obviously, we have video that that's not what happened. But she, in the in the moment, did not know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I I stepped out of the Capitol door. I think it was on the south side. Uh, I can't remember. It's the it's the um, the House chamber side. And so I went out that side entrance on the bottom level. And and as we were going out that door, the EMTs with the gurney were coming in. Now I had just been five, six feet from Ashley Babbitt as they were working on her. And I could I didn't know it was a woman at that point because of all the blood. 
And so then, then I post, so I, as soon as I got out that door, I went down a ramp and posted up right there. And knowing that she was about to come out that door, well, exactly 60 seconds later, they were wheeling her out there with a very, very heavily armed escort of commando type. I mean, very much so tactical geared commando type um, uh, police uh, agencies were escorting that gurney out. And then I just followed with my camera right down that ramp as they were bringing her down. And then finally, as she got in between two of the pillars on that ramp, I went, holy crap, that's a woman. Mm. And she was dead then. I mean, she was she was gone. Seen death before. She was gone. In fact, as soon as they got her out of my eye, my eye shot, I then texted the other writer that I had gone to um, the Capitol with that day. We got separated about an hour and a half earlier, and I texted him and I said, "Shots fired. A woman has, uh, is down." And I said, and I actually said, "She's gone. She's not going to make it." And that was before it in the news media cycle that day. Uh, it, uh, we learned that a woman had been killed, but I saw her with my own eyes and texted that out. But the, um, but you didn't uh, catch any glimpse of who shot her. No, I wasn't on that. I was not in that because they moved her in that with the famous videos of her being shot after they started working on her there. Those, those, you remember those law, those law enforcement officers that were standing right behind her <laughs> when she was shot. They immediately started working on her, but then they carried her body because she was she was gone quick. They carried her down another level to the bottom level and were working on her uh, outside near that uh, that uh, lower level exit door. Wow! And that's where I came up on her. Uh, but, I, but my point is, is that my my analysis of that situation changed when I wrote of it early on. I actually said, because we had been told by the media that the officer who shot her was protecting Congress people who were being escorted out that very hallway. And so I actually wrote the words. I said, this is not going to gain me any friends, but probably the only officer who did his job that day was the one that shot Ashley Babbitt. And I wrote it. It's out there. But as I said, perspectives change. But see, since then, we have learned based on timelines that the, the Congress members had been long cleared out. They were gone. He just had an itchy trigger finger. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, as a reporter, I got that wrong, but it was based on the information we had at the time. And um, uh, the, rea- the reality is, is that uh, she did not have to die. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's horrible. Um, well, I, I'm interested to see what you cover tomorrow, honestly. And uh, I'm glad that you're you're keeping such close eye on on this particular uh, chain of events in the past year. Tomorrow's the big yeah. Event. Well, it's, it's become it's become obviously a bit of an obsession. I, I, my my two obsessions for the last two years have been COVID, and then this thing added to it for the last year. I was working on a I was working on a book about COVID, um, and this. Uh, legal challenge has disrupted the completion of that book. I haven't been able to put my mind on that since we were notified of uh, the impending charges. So for seven weeks, I haven't written a word uh, on that, but I, but I have been, you know, doing all the things necessary to prepare my case. Should we need to have it prepared? And uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, 
with all the data I've collected prior to and subsequent to the announcement of my charges, I, uh, um, I'm way ahead of that game. So got a lot Good. of information. We know a lot about a lot of people that are not being charged for doing a lot less than I did or doing a lot more rather than I did. Right. Um, and my understanding, all you did was journalism, right? That was all I did. <laughs> I carried a camera and, 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 in my FBI interview, and it's going to be in the transcript if we ever get our hands on it, because uh, it's going to be part of the discovery process uh, if they do, in fact, charge me. It is it is in the transcript, the FBI agents thanking me for not engaging in violence against law enforcement that day. Mm-hmm. Because I'm in, a, I'm in a thousand other people's cell phone cameras. Right, right. I guess so that's no, why they... No evidence of me doing anything wrong. I see. Fascinating. Okay, well, uh, if if yours want to see your journalism, I've linked. I have linked your blog in description. Thank you. I also yeah. linked to my last interview with you. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, the pragmatic constitutionalists. And if I can throw this in here, our, our new home, I, I have not been updating the blogs. Those blogs are there. They're on the website. But our new home is our, our locals home now. We're, you know, we're, we followed Dave Rubin over on the locals. So we're at uh, the pragmatic constitutionalist.locals.com. And that's where, that's okay, where my that's daily what I, work. That's what I linked. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the actual written blogs about January 6th are still on my primary website. Okay. But uh, every, everything is originating from locals now, and, um, and 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 as I was telling you before we went on the air here, I've been uh, put in Facebook jail again just as moments before we started this live stream. So if you if you're if you're one of my Facebook followers, I can't chat about anything right now. You're going to have to come over to locals. So it's crazy. They got you again. <laughs> they got me again, or Parlor, or MeWe, or Gab. I'm on all of those platforms as well. Awesome. Still on Twitter. Can't believe that, but I'm still there. I couldn't get my parlor app to work ever since they shut it down uh, in January. (laughs) Yeah, I I kept the same app and it came back. They've updated it and it's working. Um, If you had the old app, it still works, but you can still access it through your computer. Okay, cool. I'll have to try it again. All right, guys. I'm glad we have other platforms to continue free speech. Hopefully. The biggest audience is on YouTube, which is why I do it here. But right. I am getting really irritated at YouTube censorship. <laughs> <laughs> As everyone is, and, and justifiably so. Right. Okay, well, all the best to you, and uh, let me know how tomorrow goes. And keep me updated in your case. All right. Thanks, all right. Ivory. Talk to you later. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough 
through in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 